Hello and welcome to the Be Less Done podcast. If you listen to it in the last series, you'll know that basically we talk to a bunch of SNC coaches who I think maybe work in different areas than I do, or I feel are real intelligent and I try to learn from them and become a little less dumb in the process. This series, we're going to talk a bit more about business as well. So if you have any interest in that, stay tuned and welcome to the podcast. Okay, man, now recording, and I think we're going to do like what is going to be a hybrid episode of the Be Less Dumb slash Healthy Happy Humans podcast. Um, it's like a total investment uh, on both ends here because we're going, to, we're going to split it and rebrand it for your own and my own. Easy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no problem. Why, 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 why are more podcasters not doing this? Like? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. People, people want to be all on their own, right? They're all out for themselves. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Uh, Daniel Warwick, performance coach. Hello, how are you doing, mate? Not too bad. Pendulum physio, how are you, mate? You good? <laughs> I love this. I love co-hosting. <laughs> yeah, it's easy, mate. Fucking right back at you, dude. How you been? So you good? We, yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Um, kind of ups and downs, kind of stressed, kind of taking on too much work like usual. But like, it's a really sunny day here today, which is bloody nice, man. Yeah. Um, I got a little jog around the park earlier, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. Mate, there's about 25 centimetres of snow outside right now here in Toronto. Oh. It's, um, I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying it, mate. Honestly, it's uh, being home at Christmas and I, all day, every day, I will take snow over rain any fucking day, man. All day, every day. Jesus. You you must have been up pretty early this morning too, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one. Um, I try to start work around 7 a.m. if I can. Uh mostly because I haven't got a whole lot of work right now with all the lockdowns. So it's nice to have some structure to get out of bed yeah. at least. Better than nothing, man. Were but you out and in the... Uh, were you... Go on. Uh, well, look, it's afternoon time here for me this morning. So, like, I I, I didn't have a particularly early start. But, uh, yeah, though, it's just in around lunchtime here. So with our time difference between Ireland and Canada, uh, I kind of forget that you're, uh, you're on the different time zone. Um, I also forget that you're covered in snow in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, it's not been too bad. Honestly, it's not been too bad this year. Like, uh, my first winter here, which was, what, 2019, was brutal, man. Oh, like, it's like it's not the minus temperature. The minus temperature is fine. It's the wind, you know, because you're wrapped up. But, like, you can be wrapped up and you'll be warm, but wind will still get through. And I live literally right on a lake here. So once that wind hits you with nothing covering it, oh fuck mate, it's brutal. That's that's you know it's really cold when you can't even get an Uber driver to come pick you up because they don't want to drive out near the lake. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> well, I still think you're in a pretty damn good country because on this side of the Atlantic, looking at how crazy things have gotten in America, uh, yeah. like Canada is kind of like the America but smart. Yeah, yeah. Except they can't, they can't string a vaccine together over here for nothing. That's the only problem. They're like one of the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only issue. Other than that, mate, it's a high. There's high taxes here. Like it's, a, it's a you know they um. But you get free healthcare here, right? That's actually what I'm doing straight after this. Is I finally I'm going to go and get my healthcare. So it's I've got a long day ahead of sitting in a big service Ontario center for hours upon hours to fill out some forms. But it's not a bad country, man. I definitely don't miss being at home for the being at home it's my family and stuff like that but I don't really miss Ireland too much you know I've been here mm. you know, almost two years now and it, I don't think I'd ever go back you know 
Well, hopefully nobody Irish listens to this because uh, that's uh, that's a high insult indeed. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> it's not a people. Totally it's uh, man, I, I don't know, man. It's a different world, and I guess it's for me. I grew up in Kerry, right? So coming to a city like Toronto, well, I'm originally from London, hence the kind of weird accent. But um, coming to a city like Toronto, I think if I'd moved to any city, I think it would have been such a contrast. That I probably would have enjoyed it, you know. Um, but yeah, I uh, I visit visited. Visited Toronto once on a on a rugby tour back in two thousand and nine, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a great that was a great time. We went and played uh, we played rugby against uh, a team out in Brampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and then and then we had, I tell you, we had a great time out there. They've got a they've got like a wooden cabin uh, clubhouse out in the middle of a big industrial estate with some pitches out there. And uh, um, it was amazing. Like all uh, loads of locals all came in to sort of you know watch the game, and uh, there was like people who camped for the pitch and everything intense. Um, very very good experience. And then we went out to Niagara for a for a game as well. Yeah, Niagara's and Niagara Falls yeah. a good place, dude. It's a yeah, good times. One night out with the casinos and stuff like that. It ain't a bad place at all, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's good times. Uh, so mate, like we we spoke like do you know what nearly a year ago in the first lockdown we did our last episode together. It's so crazy, isn't it? Like I, I remember talking to Jack, uh, Jack Clark. I was obviously like, and I was like, Jack, it's a year since we did our last podcast, and we were like, yeah, this lockdown is going to be like a month or two, you know, it'll be fine. We're still in one, like we're still in a few weeks. Lockdown. Few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't even worry. Don't up <laughs> your online training, mate. You won't need it. Like, you know, fucking mate. Yeah. We're we're not in any way again well, like, soon, you know. Yeah, well, look, you know, like the, the kind of the lead epidemiologists and virologists at the very start of this whole thing were telling us it's going to be a long haul, and everybody was kind of going, nah, nah, what do you guys know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you ever know what's going on? Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, I think, I'm sure we'll get into it, man, but it's so stressful, dude. Like, so stressful for our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, running a gym out here in Toronto, a 2,000-person gym as well, and not being able to do anything right there was there was the original lockdown which was okay fair enough we no one had a clue what was going on and you just kind of took it week by week month by month and that went on for five months here or whatever and then during the summer was kind of okay because you could do some outdoor training and stuff like that then they shut us down again on october 10th um, and then they were like okay you can do one-on-one training if there's less than 10 people in the gym but there has to be a trainer per person or a rehab person per person and then they fully opened us up again for one week, for one week. So they let us open up. We had to get everything ready, all the processing fees, all the memberships, payment dates moved. And then that was the Monday we opened on the Friday. Like, yeah, actually you're closing into a full lockdown now. So five days we were open. We had to hire new staff because it had to be supervised for 24 hours to make sure nobody was breaking the rules and all this kind of stuff. And then after a week, we had to let them go. It's like, it's like where, I mean, I understand that um, no one really knows what they're doing, which is kind of what it is with the open us for a week was tell you disheartening i'm sure you have similar stories but that was the most disheartening week of my fucking life <laughs> like all this work that goes into opening a gym and then after a week just shut again you know but yeah I, you know as hard as things have been for me and my business and, and it's been a, it's been a massive challenge and slog mm. I, I, like the for or the forefront of my mind remains the gym businesses because uh, I have a really good relationship with with like all the gyms in, in my entire area and 
man, like the, the one thing the businesses want is, is, you know, even if it's going to be shit, let it be predictable and shit, let us plan ahead. And you see this kind of last minute flip-flopping is what kills business income. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it, uh, yeah, my heart goes out to the, the local gym owners in my area too, man, it's shit. It's momentum as well, right? You know, every business runs on momentum, you know, and like mm-hmm. you're, you're finally getting to like, I remember we had a quite a good August, September when we reopened, quite good. Um, but then, you know, you, you shut it down and like all the trainers are getting to their rhythm of, you know, whether they're selling or they're just starting to fill up their roster again. And then it all cuts off and you start again and it cuts off. And now it's hard to convince people to sign up to a gym, right? To sign up for training, to do anything because they don't know if it's going to yeah. be open. And it, that hurts the business more than anything, right? Um, but like, like yeah, said, yeah, man. And, and, and funny, like I'm a, I'm a feeder of the business line. So I feed people to gyms, you know, so I'll take people who are old or injured or post-op and I'll try to get them into a gym membership because I know that's something that's going to maximize my outcome for them is to get them into an environment where they're training to, to sort of maximize the potential. Yeah. And right, right now I can't do that. You know, it's, it's, it's like our, our, you know, our ACL rehabs are delayed because there's a period of time where they should really be maximizing strength training. And it's, it's hard to do that outside of a gym. Um, yeah, it, I mean, like everything's, everything's stuttering without that natural progression out to gyms. And that's it, right? So that was a big thing for me. We, so we've just started connecting kind of like what you just said, like with a feeder physio kind of thing, which feed us clients because that's lockdown proof over here. So we can still do that kind of stuff in the gym. Um, so we ha- I had to think of some way of keeping some income coming in, right? You know, you can't be, because once they shut you down, yeah that's it nothing's coming in right you're still paying your rent you're still paying whatever your fees are but you're, you're not getting any money in um and we have a big facility it's extensive right so what we realized is that we had to find something like you just said like that's kind of you know a feeder business like you guys or they feed us we have one physiotherapist unit that we connect with and then they we have me and another guy from actually from Galway who work out here that work as like physiotherapist assistants as well and we just train them in the gym and right that's now. all we can do right now but that's it's all we can do but we that's become mm-hmm pretty profitable right it's uh you know when you're only focusing on one thing and that's all you've got you can put a lot of time and energy to making it right you know um but you know we were worried you know it's it's gone yeah no it's it's a good thing to be doing but i guess a lot of physios here that were working in gyms and out of gyms just weren't allowed to work right you know they were just they were just shut down too so uh but yeah, go on ahead. You were saying about giving that your priority. Well, you have, we have, it's easy to like, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about that taking a back seat when the gyms open up again, right? You know, it's like, I, I feel like I need to hire more people, but it's hard to hire people when you don't know <laughs> what the summer's going to look like, what the winter is, because now they're talking about, you know, this, everywhere else saying this is going to be the last time we come out of a lockdown. And then they were talking about in the, in the government, I think yesterday, the day before, maybe Friday, I guess now, uh, like there might be one more lockdown. I'm like, fuck, you know, it's, it's very hard for me. I remember we were hiring people in October and one of the big things I was thinking is like, I don't want to hire someone who's very reliant on a wage with a family only to tell them they're unemployed again in two weeks time, right? You know I mean? it's, like, man, it's really hard, yeah. It's horrific, right? You know, you, there's some really good applicants coming in looking for jobs and I'm saying, I think you're amazing, mate. I think you do a really good job here, but I think you need to do something else right now because I'm hearing that we're going to be shut down within a month again and what, we go back on welfare again. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's... Uh... Yeah. 
totally, Daniel. Like I, I really need to hire again now another physio, but mm. I'm, I'm holding fire because it's, it's just, it's really difficult to, to make the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I hired was this time last year, which was just as the pandemic was was coming in. Mm. And the, the guy, the guy Scott, my physio Scott, who who does now work here. I mean, it was it was a real shit sandwich because. You know, we we had an agreement. We, you know, he was excited to come and work. He quit his job at a professional football club. He quit his job at an NHS trust in England. He he moved back home to be here. And like two weeks later, we had to have a chat. By the way, it looks like the clinic is going to close for an indefinite number of months. You you, you don't have a job. You don't have an income. And um, you know, I I tried to I tried to make as many kind of commitments, gentlemen's agreements with this guy as possible. Um, and, and thankfully, when we reopened, I was able to bring him straight, straight in. And, 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 and you know, we have a sports injury epidemic of its own at that time. So, yeah. um, so he's done great, and he's been fantastic. But the guy had to sit on his hands for four months at, with his, you know, at his mom's house. Hmm. Oh, mate, I'm telling you, we lost. Fuck, when we we were doing like our business was absolutely thriving in in March last year or twenty year twenty last year twenty twenty, and. Like we lost, I think four trainers that decided to go off and do something else during four good trainers, four, four good, uh, our sales guy decided to go off and do. So we lost our whole team pretty much that had been very successful. And we had to reopen and rehire and retrain in an absolute shit show where people, you know, like 2000 people in a gym, 2000 people regardless, right? It's hard to manage, let alone when no one really knows what their payment date anymore is for one example, because we closed on a certain day and we prorated so many days and then it reopens. And then I had 90, 91 personal training clients at the time within our gym um, that all had their original payment dates that didn't make any sense anymore because they might have, it'd be on a monthly reoccurring basis. They might have four sessions left, but their payment date is the day after we reopen. So then they're buying another set of 12 or paying a thousand dollars for training when they still have sessions left. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, and then that was, I only fucked up once, which was like once is enough. Like I was like kind of happy with the the guy was really cool about it. Like, you know, one out of ninety one is the worst to fuck up. But like that that, that that's that, a bit, that's that, awesome. That that killed me, right? Because it was nine hundred and two dollars. Like you know, it's a lot of money. The guy was like, ah, he's like a millionaire. <laughs> to me, like, that's a lot of money. You know, <laughs> like, you, you, need more, you need more of those kind of clients. Yeah, that's 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 the best thing about living in the city, though, man. You're when you when you have high end training or whatever you want to kind of high ticket training, you do meet some really successful people that you can have some really good chats with and learn a lot from. You know. Well, that, do you know what I think? That's a great pivot on to, to what we were going to talk about is because if that's a really really good client, somebody who just doesn't mind nine hundred bucks just coming or going. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I I can I kind of thought when you and me were talking that it might be it might be fun to lift the mood because everybody's depressed and everybody's pissed off and business is shit. But it might be fun just to lift the mood a little bit and to talk about our five worst types of client. Yeah. So sure. that's what was on, that was what was on the agenda today. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I was thinking in my head, right? Uh, I don't know if like five types is what I'm thinking, but I'm definitely thinking three common <laughs> scenarios. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I tell you, I tell you what I didn't do. Like I didn't okay. write down five names and addresses here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I'm thinking in my head. Not, don't say a fucking name. Don't say a name. Don't say a name. Because <laughs> I've got some stories, man. I've got some stories. Like uh, I remember, like <laughs> I, I remember once over here. Like I think maybe 
well, maybe last October 2019 or something like that training this lady um and it she we actually had a little bit of chat about this you know like false pain and kind of all these things that are all issues that people use excuses which is all fine whatever you need to do to get yourself through the day but a really nice lady and was training her she was a lecturer and she worked for an advertising company and uh she was very uh-huh. coy about her job never said a word and uh this is maybe not a type of client but a I remember one day, just one random session, she still had about like 14, 15 sessions. She bought a big bunch of them to use. We just started talking about how mm-hmm. your phone listens to you, right? Phone listens to you. And she just shut up, didn't say another word. She said, that doesn't, that's not true. Like, I think it, like, I think there's something to it, right? I think your phone listens to you. I think they, <laughs> doesn't happen. And then never heard from her again. Never saw her again. Never showed up for another session. Never, never spoke, spoke for disappeared and I was like okay what the fuck is she up to that I don't know about but then like that's kind of one of the ones that really stands out in my head it's like I was like I've always it's I think about it every day like I think about what the fuck is she doing in her life that she doesn't want anyone to know about and it's just never talked to me again like she she still to this day has 15 sessions which is about two thousand dollars worth of stuff she just never used and she never never gave me an answer I I don't (laughs) I don't understand because Surely you guys were, were just shooting the breeze in a chat talking about all phones. <laughs> well, I was just like, because I, I had uh, been buying uh, my girlfriend or ex-girlfriend now, but at the time, uh, like flowers or something, right? Or a present for whatever it was. And I'd been talking about it and it started coming up on my phone, right? Now I could have Googled it. I can't fucking remember, right? But I was just having that conversation about it. And um, didn't just stop, just said, that's not true. And then didn't say a word. There might have been like 15 minutes left in the session, not a word. And then never heard from her again. <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? Uh, but that's probably more of like an extreme case that you don't... A lot of times it's like... like this, this, uh, I mean, but, does she work for an intelligence agency? I mean, you well, know... Maybe, right? I mean, whatever it is, she didn't want me to know about it. Um, she didn't, well, she didn't, she didn't volunteer that information. <laughs> right <laughs> she was a she was also like a, a compulsive liar right you know we, we talked about this a little bit before you know um there's that kind of awkward thing where like you know generally i don't work with a whole lot of say fat loss clients or anything like that but they are quite high ticket prices so as a trainer you do want to have some of them um but it's that common conversation constant conversation that you have about like a calorie deficit right and you track everything week on week on week and you know all of a sudden it's been seven weeks and there's no weight loss and they're staring at you going no, 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 I, I've been in this calorie deficit now for seven weeks. You're like, ah, I don't think you have. And then some people will, will <laughs> some people will just fucking say nothing, right? They'll just be like, no. And they'll stick. I had a guy train for probably close to six months. And at the end of the six months, I said, mate, no more. It's like, it's just, you're, you're throwing your money away. <laughs> it's great employment for me. God, I, 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 I love, I I love that. I love that honesty call because I, I had to. I had to do that recently with somebody, which was like I, you know, I had a guy. I had a guy who I really like, who's, who's a coach, and uh, but he, I told him this. I told him, look, you mate, you're being, you're being such hard work. This is so not worth it for me anymore. And I, I had, like, he had paid for his appointment online, and I handed him the cash value of the appointment. Um, and like at the beginning of the appointment, I was like, you're getting this back because I'm about to sit and like give you shit for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I kind of like offloaded for 30 minutes of like all the things that I wasn't happy about. And, yeah. uh, and then he was like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sometimes they want the out, right? They want you to, you know, give them that out. But like I, 
the one thing that kills me is the over, you know, if you're paying a thousand dollars a month to train with me, I'll reply to your text when you text me, right? It's a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're at like mm -hmm. one of the lower packages and we, I, I would always sit down when we're explaining it, like the lower packages are more like an educational kind of package, right? You know, you get me a couple times a right. week and we can chat, mate. The, the, the Saturday nights, right? When you become friendly with your clients and they all get drunk on a Saturday night and your phone will just be going off. <laughs> you'll, you'll hate me and they'll send you a picture of pizza and four beers. It's like, I don't hate you. It's just, I hate you right now for texting me on a Saturday evening or a Sunday evening, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you see a lot of that with people just not having appropriate boundaries with stuff or in the kind of, or is it- um, not, is do, do, do you know what? I, I... I, I, I tried to set up all the social media platforms to have like automated responses. Okay. Um, so, and that, that serves, that serves us quite well. And that like people are directed towards the online booking system or the website or the telephone lines. Um, but, but like almost every night there's somebody messaging at 2am, 3am local time. Like, are you free to chat? Like, can, can we talk about my ankle yeah. at one in the morning and, uh, like, I'm just so glad that they get an automated response. But they'll they reply again three days later going, you never replied to me. And it's kind of, I'll sometimes just have yeah. an up point arrow going to the automated messages. <laughs> um, but like, what do they expect? I understand, like, if you're paying a certain amount of money, it's absolutely fine. But to text anyone at 2 a.m. in the morning is ridiculous, right? I, I don't like I think I think I think the world has become quite selfish Daniel I think a lot of people are sitting on their phone and they expect the entire world to be accessible to them day and night you know um like we we definitely still get a lot of calls here from people who are like well can I have an appointment I'm free in 20 minutes can I come in in 20 minutes and you're kind of going no I'm like I am booked up four weeks in advance you're gonna have to wait a month to see me well yeah I, I, well uh, do you know what I'll dive right in because that actually brings me to that's, that's one of my five. So that's one of my five worst clients or worst patients for you. You've got your worst clients. I've got my worst patients and it's not personal. And if you're listening to this and you think, God, that sounds like me. Well, we're, we're, we're being jovial. We're having a joke. Like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to bitch and moan a wee bit about certain types of personalities, but like, don't take it too seriously. We're just going to say five worst types of clients, but look, I put them in order, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sort of ruin my own order here, but I put it at number five, the hostile witness. All right. So I'm gonna <laughs> hand over the hostile witness. And that is the person who comes in and they're so like they're secretive. They only give you one-word answers. They have a complete and utter poker face. Um like they'll go in the reception, you know, they'll sit down and the receptionist will say, Oh, and you know what's troubling you? Well, I'll speak to the physio about that. And, uh, and, they'll, and they'll come in and talk to me, but they won't even tell me. And you, you try to ask background questions and you're going, well, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, what's the story, pain in your hip? Yes. Do you, do you want to tell me more about it? Well, it's very sore. Can you give me any more details? Yes. Do, do, you, want to, do you want to go? Like, it, it feels like a surgical extraction to get these people yeah. going and totally like no other conversation skills. And then if you do have to do any manual therapy or work on them, they're silent. It's complete silence. It's so awkward. Do you, do you get these like do you get these robots to come in who are just silent that's in the gym? That's one of my five is the quiet, <laughs> quiet time. I I can't like oh my god like uh, the hour feels like seventy five hours right? And you're just like how's your day? Good. All right. <laughs> so today we're gonna do okay. 
How's your how's the food been going? Right, yeah. That's the personality of a of a friendly person, mm. and you've just shit in their shoes, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're really not happy with you. And they're gonna come in and just be like, You shat on my shoe, I'm not talking to you now. Mm. Yeah, and I mean everyone has bad days, right? But we both know it's a long hour if it's quiet. Everyone knows that, right? Just have a bit of fun, enjoy yourself, have a chat, right? I will never talk about anything we're doing when it comes to like exercise-wise, strength-wise, unless they ask, because they don't really give a fuck, right? Do you know what I mean? They just want to do what they're told to do. <laughs> Some do, right? Rare, like maybe 10, 15% do. The rest just want to get in shape or want to get fixed, right? You know, some will have an idea. And so I'll, I'll try have a chat and let them talk and unload about their day. But like, like I have this, <laughs> there's one girl who, uh, is, she's an amazing human being, like really, really, really strong-willed woman, but just doesn't talk, right? Just doesn't. And I dread it. From, from If it's 4 p.m. in the day that I'm training her, from 11 a.m., it's, it's causing me anxiety. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. And I can't stop. It's like, and then you, you, you kind of like, th- you're thinking, oh, this must have been like 30 minutes into session. You look at the clock, it's 11 minutes in. You're like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I can't even do it. But yeah, the quiet client is a big one of mine, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck. Hard to get through, man. Hard to get through with no small talk. Um, yeah, people can so, do it, you know. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the clock, Daniel, because uh, I know that we've probably got about twenty minutes left here, man. Um, so I'm gonna go on to my number four, who is uh, the science denier. So uh, you know, I know you're a scientific guy. You know that I am, and uh, I, I find it so hard to have people come in who are like science. No, no. Sorry, um, you know, uh, look, no, no disrespect to any particular type of person or anything like that, but like, you know, uh, if you're going to come in and tell me that the world is three thousand years old or four thousand years old, we're just, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be best friends, you know? It's it's gonna be hard. I'm gonna be professional, of course I am, mm-hmm. but like, and and then I I I I I get a lot of people challenging me recently on the whole COVID thing. Everybody wants to have a COVID debate. And I just don't feel like having that debate every every hour of the day, all day, every day, you know? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, you know, like, why, why would you want to? It's depressing, right? You know, everyone comes in, it's like, oh, did you see the news? It's like, no, I didn't read it. I don't want yeah. to read it. Like, you know, how many cases today? I don't care. They'll tell me when I'm going back to work. I'll find out then, right? You know? But yeah, no, um, you're seeing a lot. You do see a lot of that, like, especially on the nutrition side of things that there's so much information out there that people are very unwilling to take anything, right? That you say, when you tell them it's very simple, they don't believe it, right? They think there's always a million other reasons. And it's like, you know, they don't understand research, first of all, you know, that's a big thing. And when they don't understand research, it's a little bit harder for you to really explain it to them because they have their backup straight away. And I think, not to say, you know, you just talked about the world being 3,000 world. I think our job is almost to kind of, you know, morph into the person that we're talking to a little bit as well, to get through the hour, to interact with yeah. them. But sometimes it's definitely harder. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you, you kind of, whatever they're interested in, you'll do. But when they are very kind of, like I have a, a client who's very anti-mask and very anti-vaccine and, you know, they like talks about Jenny McCarthy a lot. It's like, I don't know, you should talk about Jenny McCarthy a lot. I don't know, that's the greatest source of information ever. But like, I mean, I'm still gonna be, oh, okay, that's interesting. But that is a draining hour, right? You know? 
Nej, det er yeah, yeah, det, how many times can you say that? Fuck it. It's, it's, re- it's really hard, man, because like you and I touched on this before about the world of pseudoscience. It really, it does damage to what we're trying to do when you're trying to put out there like good, you know, evidence-based information, stuff that people can use. And, and elsewhere, they're getting like alternative facts. You know, it's really hard in the era of anti-science to keep mm. giving scientific guidance. Um, yeah, people just go off and just go, like, I'm going keto, I'm going keto, mate. No, you know, fuck your calorie deficit, I'm going keto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in our, in our world of like rehab or whatever, you know, a lot of, like a lot of people ask me, like, why are we not doing, why are we not strapping my lower back? Like, you know, I was like, why the fuck yeah. am I strapping my lower back? Like, yeah you know yeah. like but they they see that for years and they think that's you know and also that means they haven't got to do much work they just strap it and it's going to get better but when you're making them put themselves into positions of strength training and difficult stuff it's easier for them right it's easier for them just to get strapped and go home again you know um but yeah. I, I actually think the world and it's a little bit but the world of physio is changing a little bit right say it again man. you know what i mean it feels like the world for me that like the world of physical is changing a little bit. You are seeing less and less of people just strapping people. They're cutting. Oh yeah, cutting yeah, yeah, now. for sure. I can hear you now. There was a little lag there for a second, but I got you again. Um, no, you're you're totally right. Um, like I, I like to think that I'm part of that kind of that new wave of of kind of evidence based science based physios and the new school rather than the old school. Um, and and I mean that's a perfect lead on to my. Uh, number three in the list of five worst clients is the addict and they come from the old school they come from the three sessions a week every week i want you to spend an hour working on my back and then next week you're going to crack my hips and then the week after that we're going to spend the whole week just taping me just covering me in kinesio tape and i just i want to keep coming back and i want no i don't want any rehab that's not going to work i want you to stick a million needles in me and then <laughs> Yeah. That's that's another terrible kind of client for me is the person who doesn't want to hear. That oh, psychologically, do you think that's because they? Why do you think that is? I'm so sorry. We're we're losing audio so badly here. Repeat that. Repeat that last question. Why do you think psychologically that 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 is? Do you think it's like an attention thing that people want, like that they um, want to still have something to do every week or? maybe sometimes i think it's i think it's just like your own work buddy i think there's a lot of people who who want the easy way out where you don't have to earn anything you just have to receive you know um less thought yeah. less work um, yeah. yeah that's it right the easiest way to get to what you want but there is, i think there is a case that people who you know it's a little bit different obviously from lying on a bed and getting a massage or like getting manual therapy to training I mean, yeah. I know a bunch of people that don't care about their weight, don't care about really what they do in the gym. They just want to be there three times a week for their mental state, you know, just if they start their day right with a workout, it's just 100. And they, they don't like that. You that I can really understand, right? You know, that that for sure. But when people, I see it as well, like like you just said, people become the addict there. That, that I struggle with a little bit more. Like, I don't know whether people have really good physio insurance in Ireland or Northern Ireland. I mean, they tend to here, but like, are they not? paying out of pocket a lot for this you know um yeah look you know the the, the insurance the insurance has problems here like it does you know in every country um but like yeah sometimes people are paying and 
I, I mean, I think we, we, we give people very good value for money here in, in my place, but um, like I've still had, I, I've had, I had a, I had a girl who, who was with me and argued with everything that I said, everything that I said, she would say the opposite. Like, mm. and, and just by stance was very confrontational, argumentative and very, you know, very, very, the sessions were tense and difficult and fraught with heated disagreements, you know, and would still then at the end of the session want to book in for like two hours straight for the next appointment. And I'd be going, why do you want this? Like, you're seeing five other therapists all over the country. Mm. You know, why do you want to come in and argue with me for two hours straight on the next appointment? Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about some people that just, they just want to be in there. I suppose for you, man, it's hard in that you might have clients who should be working out with you and they're, they're busy being addicted to the physio table going, oh, no, I can't, I can't. It's my hammy and it's my back and it's my neck. And, it's, and, and you just want them to just shut up and get strong. Just, that's a big, big part of it now. Now, actually, the lockdown has made that a ton easier because people are desperate to get out of the house and get into the gym. Whereas before, yeah. they would, you know, like, I've always been very lenient on my cancellation policy, but it's going to change when we go back. Like, I mean, usually you have to give you 24 hours notice, right? For me, if you're paying a ton of money a month to train, I actually want you to do your sessions. Right? I want you to get them done because it's to get the benefit out of it. But like, you will get people who, you know, they haven't really had a bad back day. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they just like, <laughs> and they've had a hard day at work and they're just not coming, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that always annoyed me. Like, cause you know, right? You, you know, you know, within the first, usually in the first five or 10 minutes, if someone's complaining about their back, if it's really that bad, right? You know, if it's really gonna be an issue or not. And I was like, blood flow's your best friend. Like in any aspect of life, blood flow's always your best friend, right? You know? <laughs> Tell them all the time, and they're like, "No, no, no! I, I, I'm gonna lie down for the day." I was like, "That's gonna help it for sure, right? Get in, and we'll do something. It's better than nothing, right?" But not as much right now because people are just desperate to get out of the house, you know, desperate. But yeah, yeah, but it'll it'll, it'll come back. There's there's always a few. There's always a few. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'll always be there. Yeah, for sure. Well, what about this one? Number two on my list, right? Mm. the premature finisher and look daniel i know that you you know what it's like to finish prematurely man. and uh <laughs> yeah look yeah i've been practicing practicing that half the day and uh the, the person that you can get like 50 60 70 percent there and then they they fucking bail on you do you know um that you've almost got them to their goals and they're like hey that'll do i'll settle i'll just i'll call it quits now and uh you do it yourself no, they'll, they'll be like I do. It oh, they'll do, oh, they'll do it themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, 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 you must get plenty of that all the time. Like people think it ends when they get into shape. It ends when you stay in shape, right? It ends. It doesn't end when you get out of pain for a couple of weeks. It's when you stay out of pain. That's when it ends. That's a hard thing to convince people, especially when they're parting away with their money. That I see it. repeat clients is a real thing. Do you know what I mean? They all go and try to do it for a couple of months on their own. Where if they just actually put them extra two months in where they were in good shape to kind of get that kind of, even reset that body fat percentage point. It's very simple, right? But they don't, right? They, they take that week off after training for five, six months, whatever, and then they slowly get back into it. But their intensity in their workouts is the same and they're not restricting their diet because someone's not holding them accountable or they're not doing their rehab stuff because they know no one's really watching over them anymore, you know? And they all come back. Whereas I, I'm a, if I can convince someone to stay for the extra couple of months, they won't ever have to come back. 
And the, the, the goal for me has always been to get people in a position where they don't need me anymore, right? Same as you, right? You know, that's the goal, right? Get to the point where you're yeah. at a position in your life that you don't need me. Yeah. Do you know, I guess we all have a, a tendency to take our, our eye off the ball or our focus off whenever, whenever things get, start to get easier or get good. But I, I, definitely, I definitely think there are people out there who the first sign of a setback or the first sign of an improvement and they quit, you know, God. it's like, you know, they, they, they lose, they lose five pounds and they go, that'll do, mm -hmm. I'm done. And, or, or, or like, I'll get, I'll get people who, you know, they, they go to do some rehab and they're like, ah, I can reach to the top cupboard, that'll do. You know, I've had, I've had five years of shoulder pain yeah. and now I can reach a little bit higher, that'll do. Uh, I'll just settle, you know, I'm going, that's stupid, that's bizarre, like, You've seen me twice and we've had like 80% improvement. Like see it through for a few more. Yeah, it, um, it, it just, it's so annoying. And you know what's a big thing? And like that actual comparison to, you know, there's people have like, you know, usually the people that I will, outside the sports world, right? Usually people that I deal with are mostly kind of overweight people who have lower back pain that could actually be drastically reduced if they just reduced their body weight a little bit as well, you know? And took some pressure off yeah. the knees mm -hmm. that have been hurting now that they're in their 50s and they're 40 pounds overweight. That's a big thing. That's probably my number one, if I'm being honest. My number one thing is people using the fact that they have bad knees to stop them losing weight when actually if they lost yes, the weight, yes. <laughs> like without they want to use it as the oh I could I couldn't train for 16 years because my knees hurt. You know what I mean? It's like all right, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's my number one for sure. It's such the, the the definition of a logical fallacy, mate. You know that it's yeah, such a yeah. such a vicious cycle. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know what it is about people. And, and I don't know what it is about people that can't see. Yeah, well, look, you know, you, you're waiting for something to magically change and you're not changing anything. And, 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 and you know, you're becoming a victim of your own behavior. It's hard. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to get people. Sometimes you just want to rattle somebody and just go, just, oh. just, just work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to. I number one thing. You have to want to do it, right? They don't want to do it. Like, motivation is it's fucking intrinsic mate I, I you know it's completely yes intrinsic. like people don't get that I'm not going to stand I'm very yeah. you you probably know me enough now to realize I'm, I'm pretty calm and relaxed right I'm not going to shout at you I'm not going to really go after you it's going to be the same tone that I have with you the whole time and I'm going to try have a bit of fun all the motivation is on you right it's not me the motivation should be the sign when you the last thing I do I say to people when they sign which is a terrible sales technique to be honest like um they're about to sign that thousand dollar contract or that 500 800 i go make sure you want this right because if you don't it's a waste of money <laughs> and if my boss hears this that i do that you fucking kill me right but that's what i do because i don't want to work with you for another six months when you don't actually really want to do it you know what i mean it doesn't make any sense to me but i don't know i don't know if that's kind of they start going looking for excuses, but but uh, one, do you know what? One lady does come to mind who came to see me. You know, actually, I wasn't open that long in my in my new place. It was open like three and three years ago, three and a half years ago, and she came to see me, and she'd been in pain for a really long time, and like her her lifestyle had become kind of a stay at home lifestyle, and I give her you know a really long empathetic sympathetic chat, but I tried to, to get across that message as it starts with you. You have to decide and you have to want it and you can change everything and I'm not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, we had this amazing connection and like, it seemed like it went really well. And then we went, 
we went to book the second appointment. She was like, nah, let me just think about it. And she left and she never came back, you know? And, uh, and, and you kind of go, oh, like that is gold standard evidence-based practice, intervention, empathetic, you know, you know, your, your, your back pain is not highly structural. It's highly pathological based on behavior and lifestyle. And you, you really try to get this chisel to get a moment of a breakthrough and it just falls apart and they, you know, they go elsewhere. <clears throat> yeah, it's touching you time right and you invest effort and they don't like you know it's like they just when you when you just said right you sat down and you explained it all to her maybe it's a better thing that she has an understanding of it but you know when you invest time and effort and someone just drops off it's tough right but she messaged me like a year and a half later saying i just want to let you know i tried different places and nothing worked and i tried different drugs and nothing worked and eventually i took your advice and i joined a gym and it was scary but I started to improve. And when I started to improve, I started to do more. And when I started to do more, I started to improve more. And now my whole life has changed and you were so right. And I was like, yes. <laughs> all right, you need that win. <laughs> but yeah. I, like, I, I needed to hear it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, everyone needs to hear that, right? Everyone who listens to this yeah. should listen to exactly that, right? Everyone should hear it. But like I said, they've got to want to do it, right? But I mean, yeah, every, every starts at home. Get, yeah intrinsic mate like intrinsic everything from everything from your work your working out your relationship your missus whatever it is if you don't want to put in the effort or whatever you want to do to make it work it won't work right so it's it's whatever way in every aspect of life uh, yeah well i don't want to i don't want to start i don't want me and you to start sounding like uh, life coaches here now we start to talk about uh, life you know stop blaming everybody else mm. take responsibility for your life I've never seen uh, let's motivate them daniel i've never seen so many personal <laughs> trainers during a lockdown who became psychologists have you ever seen that isn't it oh my fucking god shut up shut the fuck up what the fuck do you know you're the most in i see him i'm like you're the most insecure person i fucking know why are you giving advice about people without being believing in themselves I'm like fucking hell i don't know it kills me man i know jack yeah, like see you guys He's very passionate about that, but like I have a regulator who's going to step in if I go beyond my scope of practice. Oh, yeah. So if I start giving people financial advice, and I've seen coaches doing this recently, uh, tax advice, uh, yeah, like relationship advice. Like there's a there's a coach nearby who like you know relationship shames girls because the reason you're single is because you're overweight. Just accept it. You know, come and coach with me. I'm like, what what is wrong with you, man? But there's nobody, there's nobody keeping tabs on this. <laughs> yeah. Social media is great for some things and terrible for a lot of things, man. I am looking forward to the day where I can delete my Instagram and Facebook and never look at it again. Do you know what I mean? I am so looking forward to that. Go to the, go to the woods and just train people like Rocky Thor. Like I have a friend out here who does it every weekend, just deletes it, just turns his phone off for a weekend, right? And just goes. And he says, I'll turn my phone off. I try to turn it off in the evenings. But then you need an alarm in the morning, right? Mm. And like, you can pretend that you're not going to yeah. look at your Instagram. You can pretend that you're not going to look. But most of my business <laughs> are for Instagram. So I, if someone messaged me on Instagram, if I don't reply, that could be lost money, right? You know, that's that's what it is at the end of the day. So you're a slave to it's, it. It's really. necessary. It's hard. You are. You are a slave. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I use it for business, but I, and I, I do use it for personal as well. And I try to, I try to complement the business with a little bit of personable stuff that kind of goes with the brand, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, look, I, I, I think an, an awareness of what we're using is also using us at the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, like the uni, like have you but, ever uh, entries on the Unabomber about his manifesto and all that kind of stuff. You ever watch any of that stuff about? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's obviously a, it's obviously not great, but like there is there's some things to it when you read it, right? It's like you know the whole car thing about you know everyone, no one could afford a car, then yet everyone needs a car and you can't live without one. It's like oof, that's true, right? You know, um, societal change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was again way Although, I'm not smart uh, enough to understand any of that, but like you know, it's just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, and, and know, like, hopefully you're not you're not becoming radicalized or anything like that, Dan. No, no, uh, <laughs> look, man, anybody spends enough time online, and that's it. like Facebook is Facebook is the worst of the platforms. I hate Facebook, man. So, I mean, I, like I'm I'm glad that I. Uh, our our gyms page on facebook this is probably my fault i never really post on it but i I run the instagram page for our gym as well which is it's like double as you know right it's like double and then people do what the scary part for me is when people start messaging me about the gym on my private page and that's what gets me a little bit you know Mm -hmm. like asking me i'm like oh there's no escape from it then you know there's no um and Mm -hmm. then you could you could not reply and be a dick about it but then they're going to see you at some point but like, hey i asked you a question you never replied and when you're the face or the, you run a gym mm-hmm. you have to reply pretty much and you're a slave to it for sure but facebook i hate well if you if you if you manage or own a business though i suppose you occasionally reserve the right to be a dick but i guess when i go other places as the user or the customer i always try like i tell myself don't don't be a dick you know yeah. Yeah. um I go, I go to the dentist, I try to give everybody a really nice time because they're being helpful to me and they're providing a service and I try not to be an asshole about anything because I know what it's like to deal with these five kinds of motherfuckers right here. Write a review. <laughs> I mean, something as simple as writing a review for a business, a good review for a business is so important, right? You know, and people just don't do yeah. it. They expect an amazing service and they should get in it. They should get the best of whatever they can get. But no one's willing to kind of give anything back either, you know? No, some people are... Some some people are so good though, you know. Yeah, yeah. We uh, um, but like, like a small a small small number of people are giving all the reviews. Yeah, yeah. That's it, right? I mean, so who's, who's who's your? Go on, go on, go on. So who's your who's your number number one worst client? Then what is like the what's the antipathy of who you don't want? Someone who doesn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's number one because it all falls into that right if they don't want to do it they'll find pain anything to get them out of it you know do you ever get that with like teenagers who've been signed up by their parents i well that, you know when i used to coach really underage irish basketball teams right you know um that was a real thing that the kids didn't want to do shit and the parents were making them because the parents <laughs> the kids you know what i mean my the parent sport in korea wasn't great but now their kid is gonna play basketball for ireland right you know yeah that's yeah for sure it's a huge thing. Yeah, that's a that's a they're always quiet as well right they're nervous right it's uncomfortable for them do you know what i mean but uh yeah do you get that a lot uh, i i've got yeah a bit a bit like i do you know what there's some kids are great but there's there's some kids and they're just they're just cocky shits and they're I I, I, re- I remember what it was like to be 15 and 16 and you're I mean as a you're, you're programmed to be a dickhead as a teenager like you're programmed to be an asshole but I, at least when you're a teenager the confidence wasn't there when I was growing up to be a big enough dick you know so I think now social media is so busy telling everybody young believe in yourself even if everybody else is a naysayer totally believe in yourself and I'm yeah. like do you know what 
some people need a little bit less self-belief. Right? <laughs> some people need a little bit of a reality check. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've definitely had a few teenagers kind of look you in the eye and kind of you tell them what to do and they kind of go, whatever to your face <laughs> like this isn't worth my fucking time <laughs> this isn't worth it i mean like that's it you have to you know but when you run and run a business or own your own business it's you can always do more right that's the problem it's very hard it takes a lot of confidence to take a step back right to do think you know because all you want to do is make the business grow 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 work 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 the hardest thing it takes a lot of confidence to take a rest day or take a day off or take a complete sunday off from doing anything yeah, you, especially now because you don't know how predictable the future is going to be or what it's going to look like or for you right you just opened a, a second facility am i right in that i mean that must uh that's right yeah that must have been extremely stressful right and you're now trying to grow a second one yeah and i'm sure it was very different to growing the first one maybe you learned more maybe you didn't make as many mistakes or but it, to take that Sunday off, I know you go you go into the sea a lot on a Sunday morning or whatever, right? To do that, that takes confidence, right? Because I know people who get up on a Sunday morning and go straight back to that computer and work, you know? Yeah, I think like unemployed people talk about the fear of being a motivator, you know, that fear of being unemployed, that fear of no income and like it really motivates you. I think when you're a business owner, you have that 24 hours a day, like you're always thinking about, oh, I need to be doing this and this and this and this. It, like, I found, I found I'm, I'm not a person who suffers anxiety, but I've definitely found I've had to work on my deep breathing a little bit more recently and just kind of suppress some of those thoughts of what I need to get done tomorrow and the next day and kind of go, okay, just kind of focus on today for now, you know? Um, so yeah, like, yeah, you can't, you can't do everything, but yeah, that's, I don't think that ever goes away. That kind of a churning thought of what you need to do next, that's permanent, but that's why that's why you and I both work in the private industry and not in like cushy state jobs is yeah, because yeah. we're we're like this by nature, you know? Ambition, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shakespearean vaulting ambition. My best, yeah, you know? Right. It could be, I, mean, I always say like, I actually do suffer quite, like not bad of anxiety, but like it's what motivates me, right? I mean, like, you know, like not wanting to be, like wanting to be the best, wanting to be the smart. I know you're never the smartest in the room, but wanting to be able to do anything that I want to do in life it's a lot of stress, but it's kind of what makes me do what I want to do, right? <laughs> if you don't have that, you're going nowhere, right? You know? But I don't know. I think it's probably better Nobody, to do it if I do, to be honest. But nobody's yeah. going to be harder on you than you're on yourself, man. That's the way. Man. Oh, man. Like, the, the, I remember my final year of college, I took on two Irish teams, was coaching about maybe close to 100 kids at that point, uh, finishing my dissertation. We had a huge... I remember I used to... I just thought it was like... And I still wasn't felt like I was doing enough right you know it was like everything was never enjoy I've never been able to enjoy what you're currently in it's always like what's next what's next what's next and I'm hoping at some point in my life I'm only 25 at some point in my life that I will be able to enjoy what I do but I think in our industry you're always looking to be better right you're always looking to go one up you know I don't know if you feel the same about that or not it, it definitely i'm a workaholic by nature i i, I kind of everything i do i want to succeed like uh yeah like I, I took up surfing a while ago to help manage my stress levels and surfing is probably the most technically difficult task i've ever taken on in my life and i want to be it's driving me crazy because i want to be brilliant at it mm. and i'm never going to be brilliant at it because i didn't grow up you know surfing every day of my life yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to take it up in my mid thirties and be amazing. And that's driving me crazy because I want to win at everything. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> so probably probably it's probably inducing more stress now than it was supposed to you know gotcha. that's <laughs> it right <laughs> that's what it ends up being right like i, I tried to learn basketball when i was coaching basketball and i was like fuck that i can never play basketball maybe you can look five foot fucking ten white no English kid right but I'm, never be able to play. Like, I'm the most unathletic person you've ever met in your life right but uh oh god like I remember how frustrating it was oh like oh you watch me take a shot and you're like what is Skeletor doing over there taking a shot right <laughs> what the fuck but uh no yeah I mean that's what it is you, you try to plan these things but I don't know I think I think you're right like you know you have to have something to, from your work as well you know yeah, look, you know, I, I don't think guys like me and you are ever going to be short of motivation, mate. You just find a different strategy or a different topic or the next thing, but the motivation's always there. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's why, uh, because my motivation's so high, that's why my number one irk, my number one type of client that I don't want is the one that pisses me off the most, and that is the no-show, the one that never came. Um, and because I want a full list, I'm happy to work a 16-hour day. I'm happy to smash it. When I get to the end of a 16-hour day and I've had clients back-to-back all day and I've done brilliant work with all of them, I'm like like buzzing. Like I love it. But those, that is the worst, man. Like If you're listening to this and you're a person who lifts the phone and books an appointment somewhere and then never bothers your ass to show up, you're the worst, all right? Yep. That's you. Yeah. And, like you, you, you know, we have a policy. If we phone the like, if somebody's five to ten minutes late, we phone them up to see. Look, are you know, are you in traffic? Are you have you forgotten what's going on? Is your wife in labor? Is your is your husband sick? You know, is everything okay? And we just get people answer the phone like, nah, I may have forgot. You know, I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> do, you do you still charge uh, them then, or are you even able to charge them then, or well, how's that work? Right. Well, we, look, we we have a, we have a policy of of a fifty percent fee if you just if you just if you're just a no-show, if you're just not going to contact us and just not show up, we're going to, we're going to give you a 50% fee of that booking. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, most people are very, very good that they, they will offer to pay it or they're happy to pay it if it's a really innocent mistake. Um, look, sometimes we'll have some wiggle room with people, particularly if it's been like, let's say, a bereavement or somebody who's been you know, very legitimately unwell, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be happy to work with them. Well, a lot of people just don't give a shit. Like a lot of people will phone up five physio clinics looking for the cheapest, you know, like just phone around looking for the cheapest and they'll book five appointments and they'll not show up to four of them and they'll go to the one that was cheapest. And uh, I mean, that's not a person I wanted to have anyway, you know, um, and yeah. they are the worst. If you're looking for the cheapest show in town, you are not looking for quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, like those people phoning around, like, can you take me now? Can you take me today? Like if you're finding a physio clinic that has loads of spaces today, that is not a good physio clinic. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A waiting list is the most impressive thing in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, don't, like it's nice to have staffing to give maybe yeah. two, three days of urgency. But like mm-hmm. the, the people who've been sitting on a sore wrist, oh, my sore wrist has been five years. Can you see me this afternoon? It has to be this afternoon. Like, what the fuck were you doing for four years that you need to be seen this afternoon? What have you got on the rest of this week? That, yeah. that that you know that is so important that you can't wait four days. Um, Just so, like not understanding of how important your time is, right? They're so self-imposed. Uh, you know what I mean? How much of that do you get in the gym? Like your first, you, you know, first time to show up is just like a blank. 
so the way it works is everyone who signs up at our gym as a member will get like a free one hour kind of sit down with a trainer consultation whatever and cool. we do it regardless if we think they're going to be a good sell bad sell whatever we'll still do it because it's a service we provide and they're usually quite you know they're quite informative if even if you know like if you go in knowing that the guy might not buy training right you're still probably going to give him you're probably going to give him more information right because you know you might never see him again whereas some guy you think might buy training you might hold back a little bit in the hope that he buys training for the rest of information but the worst one for mm-hmm. me is the 6 a.m people not showing the 6 a.m people yeah when you don't show at 6 a.m after i've got my fucking ass out of bed and walked through the snow or gotten like you know i mean i walk we've been walking distance to my gym but even someone who has to get out in the winter winter and you know de-ice their car get all the snow out of their yard so they can drive out and that's a huge thing you don't even think about here right you know we get in out in the rain in ireland but here you're 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 shoveling snow every morning you want to leave your front yard right and you get all the way in and the person show and you don't hear from them and that happens quite a lot with consultations like um and that's the worst yeah i mean and then we try to generally try to rebook them which is probably try to still give them the service but that kills me when i'm up and 6 a.m yeah that that pisses me off man because yeah like that that, that's huge like when when you work so hard and you're so exhausted so much of the time Mm. an extra hour in bed could have meant an awful lot to your whole week the world yeah like i mean because like and even even go on go on even like a text the night before a little courtesy text the night before you know that's that's not hard is that we ring, we reach out every night before. If it's a, like if it's an early one, I'll reach out the night before. If it's an evening one, I'll reach out during the day. Just say, hey, this is Daniel, whatever. We're meeting tonight at seven. Just to confirm, right? Because if if they, yeah. I mean, I can, if they don't come, I'm a busy guy. I can fit another client in on short notice and get myself more money doing yeah. that. But we're offering you a service and you don't show. You know, it's like well, that, that, that's the that's the thing, Daniel. Is when you're a busy business. You're telling people, no, you have to wait. No, we're fully booked. No, there's a there's a waiting list. No, you can't come in. And there's people phoning, 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 phoning. And you're saying, no, 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 no. And then some git doesn't show up. And mm. not only could you have filled that slot in an instant, but somebody else wanted that. Somebody was desperate to get in and give you their money and give you their time to be with you. And some other git just didn't get out of bed or didn't bother to, to lift their phone, you know? um real complacency man yeah I, I hear that yeah i'm quite worried about when covid ends about because right now everyone's working from home so scheduling has been a lot easier they can take their lunch break and come train or whatever you know but when when people are working <laughs> in the office those prime five six seven eight p.m slots that's another thing if someone doesn't turn up to a prime slot like that that's tough you know like i mean because they are mm-hmm. It's almost impossible, right? I mean, like, it's almost impossible to go get those spots. So if you take it from somebody who really wanted it and you don't, regardless, I still get paid regardless if you show or not show, whatever, you know, but it's actually the person who loses out as mm. person who wanted it and you took it from them, you know, but once again, you can't make people do anything. You don't want that's to it. Do. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's another service user that misses out. Like, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah um, sure. So I, 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 I definitely feel like that is the the, the worst type of uh, of client or person for me. Like, is uh, so any anybody who bothers to listen to these podcasts, Daniel. Like, if if any of these five resonate with you, please try to do better. Just uh, you know, a little bit more courteous. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just be a better person. That's all I'm asking from you. <laughs> you know I mean? Just, just be a better it. human. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, yeah, don't sure. be a dick. 
Yeah. <laughs> Run your life by just not being a dick and you'll be fine. That's it, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I hope, like, I, I know, I know, man, your podcast is awesome. My, my physio, Scott, that I mentioned earlier when we were chatting, I mean, I was telling him this morning he needs to subscribe to your podcast because the information and the chats that are in there, I just rate so, so highly. And even compared to all of the millions of followers, famous podcasts, I think it's so much better. I think the, the content is legitimately insanely good. So um, I absolutely love that stuff, man. And uh, yeah, like if, uh, if all of your, a lot of your listeners, I think are probably coaches as well. So I, I know that those kind of those five scenarios probably resonate them with them in a way. But if you're like a gym user and you're just kind of an interested person and you're listening to either of our podcasts right now, just, yeah, please try not to be a dick and just like, just, do what you say you're going to do and be, be nice about it. And don't be a dick. That should be the title of it. You know what I mean? I, I, I was on the phone two days ago with like, you know, you know, Sky TV's got the Sky Brother. And uh, uh, I had a customer service representative and she was so nice and she did a lot for me. But like they had an automated message at the beginning of the phone call saying, please don't abuse our staff. We know the times are hard. Please try not to abuse our staff. I was like, this is how bad it's getting. The people are just like offloading on customer services and just being complete assholes. And um, the the person on the other end of the phone doesn't deserve that shit. Like we had to, we we had a girl work for us at front desk and she she couldn't do it. People screaming at her down the phone. And like I I would do front desk now and then to cover shifts and stuff. People scream at you and you, you they. There's 2,000 members at our gym. When I pick up the phone, I don't know who you are. Right? Nothing's personal. And they, they don't understand that, like, a, a big thing is, you know, people will have the wrong email address on file, right? So they didn't know we were reopening. But that's not, you signed up four years ago at the gym. You know, I mean, I didn't sign you up hmm. four years ago. So it's not my fault. I can rectify the problem for you, change email and sort out whatever. But I don't even want to listen to that. I just want to scream at you. And scream is what they would do. Yeah. Like, and you're like, I mean, it's okay for yeah. someone like me who it, I can brush it off. But like someone who can't brush it off, they can't. It's not fair. Like, I don't understand. People are just angry right now, I guess. It's, it's a tough year. I know that. It's been a tough, whatever, 10 months, 11 months since the last first lockdown. But there's no excuse for it. But... But like the, the phrase that you, you you know you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, like it doesn't benefit you to just piss people off. Like it, if you want to get what you want, you're better to charm somebody into getting what you want rather than trying to just abuse everybody you come into contact with. That's not going to work out well for you. I mean, I worked as a chef for seven years, maybe when I was in college, and just and one thing I'd always say is, uh, you know no one ever got better when you shouted at them, right? No one, like no, no young waitress ever got better when you screamed at her for doing something wrong. And I used to watch the chefs that I used to work with. Now most of them, it changed a lot, to be honest, in the seven years I was there. When I started, it was a different world to when I left. It became way more acceptable or appropriate, you know, like, um, but you shout at someone, you scream at them. <laughs> they just go more inside themselves, right? You know, like they don't, and like, I don't, I don't, I could never understand it, right? They make a mistake in an order, you scream at them, they make another four in a row then. Whereas if you go, don't worry about it, next time you'll get it, they're more likely to be all right. Maybe they're just shit and then there's no real hope for them anyway. But, you know, I never understood that people scream at You're going to find out. You're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. <laughs> well, it makes, it, ma it makes good television. Like, Ram Ramsey's the pro, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, man. 
mate we've i've, I've been in some kitchens oh, yeah. gone down dude <laughs> so you're like well, talk about a stressful job talk about a stressful job chefing in a bank holiday weekend in, in daddy bunion in a sunny bank holiday weekend that is a stressful job i don't care i've never done anything close to that stress man fuck me never so i i used I used to treat a person and they were one of the lead educators in chef school in Northern Ireland, right? Yeah. And they were telling me a really long time ago, like 15 years ago, they were telling me about the massive recreational drug problem in kitchens, you know, in, 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 in the cooking, chefing industry. And I was going, really? What? Like, not, like, not rock and roll, like heavy metal, like, like chefs? Yeah, like chefs. And uh, yeah, apparently that that high stress environment comes with a, a lot of a lot of class A, bro. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not to do with me. Like this, uh, I was working one night. And I used to work with this guy, and I won't say his name, obviously. Friend, friend. Yeah, he was a he was a kitchen boy. So he was washing dishes, and uh, he was a huge pothead, like a huge pothead. But like he would, uh, I'd be working, and I used to stay in kind of try to get as many hours as I could. To be honest, I was working, so I would work. You, know, you stay and help clean up because I got an hourly rate, so someone has to do it anyway. But I would say every Saturday night around, you know, 8, 8.30, 9pm, we'd go into the back room, dice up a few lines of coke, and then come back. As, then for the next three hours, if you're on his own in the kitchen, just washing dishes high as fuck. <laughs> and that's it. And he'd get out of there, and off he goes at parties. <laughs> I, I, I was like... I was you know, a young kid going, what the fuck is going on here? But that's the world, mate. It's a weird world. I'm glad I'm out of it, but I do miss it. Like, there, there is something, it's one of those jobs that's great when the end of the shift comes, right? Not in the middle of it. In the middle of it, you, have, <laughs> you know, when you've got dockets yeah. all the way down, they're coming out of the machine and you haven't even got enough dishes to put them in the oven. Like, it's impossible. But yeah, it's, it's uh, fuck, you can't do that forever, though. It kills you. Yeah. I, I when I was sixteen, I worked at McDonald's in the kitchen. Yeah, and uh, yeah. like that's you. These are all ca character forming jobs. And, uh, and yeah. I do remember one guy who was like, yeah, like really enjoyed washing the dishes at the end of the night a lot. And now I'm, I'm beginning to piece that yeah. together now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, for me, I'm like a wet by ideas kid at that point. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with the world, right? But I tell you, mate, the best thing I ever done was I got a car and drove home, right? So I'd never drink with them, but they would drink every single night, right? And uh, that, like every, like in the summer, every night they just get smashed drunk. All the kitchen staff and all the bar staff, they sit in the bar till 5 a.m. Then you come in the next morning and nobody's in for their shift yet because they're still already over, right? And they would do that all summer. <laughs> they would wonder at the end of the summer why they're so depressed. They're like, because you've drank for fucking 40 days in a row, right? But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> And you, you, job, right? you, re you reminisce, you reminisce about those times with fondness, though. <laughs> the odd times, like that, we would go out. Would they would be so much fun, man? Like, because you know, you, you do, you know, you, you become very close to the people you work with, right? And you just have a fun time with them. And that's probably what I think I miss a bit more over here is that, like, when you work in a gym setup, you know, people aren't as big for partying. You know, they're all kind of quote-unquote healthy mm -hmm. people you know what I mean so you don't have the kind of Saturday nights out whereas you probably would even at a gym back home here is not as much but different world right well like our staff we, we have had to learn to work very separately in, in the current working climate that we have now so like you know like here where's this look <clears throat> I'm holding up one of the big perspex screens that we use on a constant basis so like yeah. staff are very segregated now in my place and like we can't wait until 
we're at a point where we can actually have a party like we can we can close clinic early and we can just like buy in a load of beer and a load of pizza and just have, have a massive rip and invite some friends over and yeah, yeah hopefully hopefully sooner sooner rather than later you know i think at, at the end of the day it it's going to take the amount of time it takes you just got to try to do the best you can with what you're doing right now and, and try to enjoy it as much as sometimes it feels like it isn't fun anymore and you never really know what's going to happen especially in our world where like what i heard it's like about another nine weeks of irish lockdown or did someone was texting me yesterday about like that's horrific that's a, that's a long time you know mm -hmm. i don't know how true that is i just got a text about it yesterday whereas here they're telling us another two weeks and then we can go back to one-on-one -on -one training maybe if it if it seems safe and then they're probably they're talking about an extra lockdown here and it's like oh i don't know like but if you can just try to enjoy and do something record a podcast listen to a podcast you know do anything yeah. right to kill some time man we've got very little influence so it's it's important to just keep on focusing on today tomorrow that's it um and just trying to stay positive yeah have a bit of a laugh if you can yeah yeah that's it man that's literally it try to stay happy and that's pretty much it right <laughs> Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna have to run, Daniel, because of uh, it's it's now quarter to four. I've got some patients coming in at four o'clock, so I'm gonna have to wrap it up, buddy. But like, I, do you know what? This was very unscripted. I feel like it's sitting chatty fucking all day, man. Yeah, uh, you might have noticed my potty my 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 potty mouth has got worse since the last time you spoke to me. I think that's a lockdown thing too. Is the longer this goes on, the more I curse. You're you're more entitled to make fuck it. It doesn't really matter, right? You know. It's a tough, it's a tough time. Yeah, if you, yeah. you have to express yourself through fucking swear and do it, who gives a shit, right? It doesn't really matter. I feel very justified, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that's for sure. All right. Well, this was the first, but it won't be the last of the mm. joint Be Less Dumb, Healthy, Happy Humans podcasts. And uh, yeah, I look forward to both of us resharing this on our platforms in, uh, in due course, mate. This was fun. Always, mate. Anytime you know that, anytime you need to, or I have a chat, I'm always up for it, dude. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Bye-bye to everybody. See you later, guys. So that wraps up the first ever joint podcast between uh, Be Less Dumb and Happy Healthy Humans. I'm sure it won't be the last. I always really do enjoy having a good chat with Declan. And uh, if anyone wants to check out his own podcast, like I said, Happy Healthy Humans. We have one podcast left to do in this series. It's Christine Turner from Physio Delivered. Then we're going to take a little break for a few weeks and come back with season three. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for more.